You're listening to HSBC Talks Business. Learn how businesses like yours are leveraging a wide range of banking solutions to maximize their success and how HSBC is helping them. Listeners should note that this episode has been recorded remotely. Therefore, the sound quality may vary. Thank you for listening. Welcome to Inspiring Progressive Business, a podcast series for SMEs. Join us for insights from inspirational business leaders, entrepreneurs, and experts on key topics of importance to your business. Hello and welcome to this session. I'm Babita Sharma and it's great to be with you for this event. Sustainability isn't a buzzword. In this session, we're going to be taking a deeper dive into what really matters and what it really means to do business sustainably. Now, joining me to explore and reflect on their sustainability journey so far are James Gaffari, the Director of Growth and Product at B-Lab UK. Sarah Mew is with us, the Co-Founder and Design Director of One Byte Design Studio. And Rob King is here, HSBC UK's Head of Sustainable Finance. Welcome to you all. It's great to see you here. Um, I would just love if we can very quickly to just get an idea of what you do, your roles, and if you can introduce yourself. So James, welcome. Thanks, Fabita. I really appreciate you you having me here today. Um, I I think I'll start with, with B Corp, really, because that's the most important thing. You know, B Corp is a community of businesses around the world that are committed to to doing business in a different way, in a way that is uh, kind of taking taking understanding of their their role in the environment and their role in society and putting people and planet alongside profit and hopefully being successful in doing so. And so what we do here at B-Lab UK is we help those companies understand that journey, demystify sustainability. And my role as as Director of Growth and Product is really having the privilege of of speaking to loads of businesses on their sustainability journeys and helping them on on that journey. Lovely, James. Thank you very much for outlining that for us all. And Sarah, hello to you from Hong Kong. If you could uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and the role of the organisation. Hello, everyone. I'm Sarah Moore from OneBite. And so I'm the co-founder and design director of the company. So OneBite Design is an architecture-based multidisciplinary design company headquartered in Hong Kong with a small branch in Singapore. We joined BCOP in October last year. Talking about my role in the office, I'm the one who started the B Corp registration. And um, interestingly, um, for our office, I think placemaking is in our DNA. And our team's motto is interconnecting people and making places. So I believe when we keep striving to create a positive impact through design, we cannot just limit it to ourselves, but we need to join a bigger crowd of like-minded people or business people so that um, we make the same commitment and then strive um, through this journey of sustainability. So for our projects, um, we worked we work from public space to architecture, from interior projects to exhibition, and also from culture to social creative project. So we have generated a lot of in, in initiatives through our partners and collaborations. So I think that's as a brief introduction. And we have a four action statements. We create, we observe, we take action, and we bite. So I believe making changes is our studio's goal. Fantastic. Well, we're going to explore that in more detail with you a little later on. Uh, Rob, Head of Sustainable Finance, can you tell us what that role entails? 
Yep, sure. Hi, Babita, and hello, everybody. I'm Robert King. I'm Head of Sustainable Finance for the Commercial Bank at HSBC UK. Uh, many of you will know HSBC. The, the, the bank in the UK has around 800,000 active clients, ranging from startups all the way up to large multinational corporates. And the role of myself and my team is to help our customers stay facing staff with conversations with their business clients on sustainability and sustainable finance. And more specifically, we oversee all of our green and sustainable finance lending products, including green and sustainability linked loans, where we've seen uh, lots of growth over the last few years. Very pleased to be here today, Babita, and looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And a busy time for you as well. Rob, I'm going to start with you, if I can, about sustainability and what we're really talking about here, because I'd love to know your view on what it means to do business sustainably. And, you know, for men, it's got to be more than about just choosing a green energy supplier, for example, right? Yes, I, I agree. I, I think the question itself is is interesting, Babita, in that we use the words green and sustainable interchangeably. Mm. I think if you, you know, if you step back a little, what do we mean by doing business sustainably? And you know, I had the privilege of, uh, of thinking about this beforehand. And a reasonable definition is you know, meeting the needs of the present without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their needs. And for me, a sustainable business measures, understands, and looks to improve how it interacts with both the environment and wider society. And yeah, I think it's fair to say that the material sustainability considerations for a business will differ across different sectors. Having said all that, a common theme across all sectors is the environment and particularly eff efforts to mitigate the impact of climate change, in other words, green, as, as per your question. And so I think it's fair to say some sectors will see transformational changes over the coming years. Yeah, if you're a business looking to decarbonize, your energy supply is, of course, one part of your emissions boundary. But you need to look across your entire business, which could include business travel or the emissions associated with your supply chain, for example. So to go back to your original question, yes, sustainability is wider than green and incorporates other considerations such as employee well-being and diversity. However, green, to use that word, is very important, very topical and a really important consideration when you're thinking about the future direction of a business over, over the coming years. Yeah, it is completely topical, as you said, Rob, and I think it's really important, uh, the point that you just made there, which is how sustainability really has to be tailored to your organisation, because it can mean different things for different people. And on that point, uh, James, if I can bring you in just to tell us a bit more about why a business might choose to become a B Corp, for example. Yeah, sure. Um, I think there's been a, a general movement of uh, of more kind of focus on sustainability that's that's kind of come about over the last few years with a lot of different businesses, larger businesses kind of making big commitments on their sustainability, whether it be, you know, the social sustainability side of things or, or environmental sustainability. They want to make sure basically that their business is really strong and really resilient to ride out some of those crises. And I think the idea of sustainability is really being weaved into this idea of, of resilience, which has been fantastic for us to see. Um, and, and for, for B Corp itself as a, as a kind of a, as a validation or a, or a manifestation of a company's journey on their sustainability. Um, because I think what B Corp allows is it gives a framework to kind of help demystify sustainability. The two kind of big issues that we're talking about with sustainability are you know, what is material to your company in, in the sector that you're in, as Rob, as Rob mentioned, but also as a company, you know, who are your stakeholders and how are you actually measuring your impact against them so that you can then improve your impact and your relationship to them? 
And so I think B Corp really provides a framework for that, for understanding that, and a framework for improvement based on where you are now. Um, and over and above that, it's it's also a fantastically kind of supportive and dynamic community. And with that in mind, Sarah, One Bike Design, you know, you've been on this journey. What made you want to do it? Thank you, Babita. And um, in fact, I... I echoed what James and Robin have just mentioned as the journey of B Corp has helped us to reassure our core value of a business and make us actually stronger in a lot of aspects. And in that process, I feel that it's a very meaningful learning process because of the five impact areas like governance, workers, community, environment, and customers. Me, as an architect, we thought sustainability at first place is how we build a net zero building, how to build a net zero um, city. But in B Corp, when we mentioned about sustainability, it's actually covered so wide. And then there's so much areas that I learned from it. So in, in the process, I did have um, I did receive a lot of help from B Corp colleagues. So they guided us what are the marks that we didn't do well. And even some of the rating, we do not have that comparable findings in Hong Kong. And so we, we, we start to know what, what ourselves can do better. And also even our city could do better in terms of sustainability. So I really appreciate how, how we went through it. It's a long process. It's not easy and very challenging, but it's a very good opportunity for us to do this rethinking of our business. And of course, after the certification, our positioning gets very unique and people understand our commitments. And so um, new clients and very focused clients came to us because they know our identity. So I think um, that's a very positive side of BCOF. You know, it's fascinating to hear you talk, Sarah. Uh, Rob James, on the back of what Sarah just mentioned about why she chose to embark on, on this journey, it would be great if you could outline for us the benefits that businesses can get, the ben- business and economic benefits of going green. Uh, Rob, what is it for you and your assessment of that? Yeah, thanks. I, I guess I'd probably pick out uh, a couple of things. I think if you think about going green, um, I think we're in the fortunate situation where Many investments that reduce carbon emissions also save business money. I mean, that's a very simple equation, but also very attractive. So that's quite a nice uh, cost-saving benefit there of going green. I, I also, you know, I'd also say it's a way of attracting investors. We've seen many investors mm. aligning their funds to ESG objectives, and many financial institutions like HSBC making commitments to align their lending portfolio to the aims of the Paris Agreement. So you know, demonstrating a genuine commitment to sustainability can be a way to attract business, attract, attract investors to your business. Uh, and we've seen, for example, in the green bond market, how that market demand has led to marginally uh, improved pricing. But I think for me, the, the biggest benefit of this, if you think about going green and transitioning to net zero, that will possibly be one of the biggest CapEx programs since the Second World War. So it's a huge opportunity for business and aligning your business to the, that, those net zero aims is a way to make sure you fully embrace that that change. Uh, it's interesting because, uh, well, James, I mean, what was just mentioned about the importance of aligning with investments and how the undertaking is a huge, huge one. But for you, in terms of using vehicle status to vet investors, do you, do you find that they're interested? Yeah, I do. I think we've had you know lots of conversations with with very mainstream investors and and we also know that you know there are a number of you know venture capital private equity investors that are actually using the b impact assessment 
with their portfolio companies to help understand the, the environmental social governance performance of those companies. So increasingly investors are being, um, you know, being increasingly interested in what being a B Corp means and what that B Corp framework can do for them and can, can help them visualize within their companies. And as Rob says, you know, the, the success of ESG funds, you know, the increasing uh, existence of kind of sustainability backed or sustainability linked credit facilities for companies and for the cost of capital just show that, that, that more and more kind of um, investors and, and banks and stuff are really taking this seriously and, and taking their obligations really seriously and actually really thinking deeply and meaningfully about what their what businesses they want to work with. Yeah, I have to say as a journalist covering this point about sustainability that I've really noticed a shift in terms of a serious, solid commitment uh, to this when it comes to business strategy as well. Uh, Rob, would you agree with that in terms of what you're seeing happen in the UK? I mean, is sustainability really on the radar here? Yeah, absolutely. It is. Uh, We find sustainability, it's an important topic for for clients of all sizes. And to your point, Babisa, it's becoming increasingly embedded in our clients' core strategy. And obviously, by putting themselves out there, it means that they have to stand to be accountable, right? You know, I think it's also fair to say many businesses are, are going on a journey as well at the same time. They're, you know, they're making commitments, they're embedding this in their, in their company's operations. And, uh, you know, the next few years, they need to work out how they're going to get achieve some of those targets. Yeah, completely. I'm going to put you all three of you on the spot now a little bit because a lot of businesses are going to be thinking about how do they start their green journey. So I would love to know from each of you what number one piece of advice you would share. James? Sure, yeah. I mean, one thing I think is that for businesses that are starting this, it can often feel like a bit of a minefield of of different acronyms and different, you know, thinking about CSR or ESG. But what I'd, what I'd love to do is just say, you know, just get started and actually think about well, trying to think about it as sustainability is just improving your relationship with your stakeholder groups, with your employees, your suppliers, the environment, community. And so the best place to start is really just to think about those stakeholders, map them out, try to meaningfully engage with them and, and, and take that idea of just having a transactional relationship to actually having a partnership that's kind of based on some shared values because that's going to be the most important thing going forward and helping you to, to, to kind of weather challenges and crises. So, you know, what I'll say is for, for, for B Corp side of things, one of our key kind of products, I guess, is the B Impact Assessment, which actually helps you to measure and manage and improve your impact uh, across these different stakeholder groups. It's completely free and confidential. And so obviously businesses are very welcome to just go on there. As Sarah says, it is challenging. It is rigorous. There is a lot of questions on there, but it can be a real kind of useful framework for companies that are trying to understand their social and environmental impact. Yeah, so it would be great to get your key piece of advice that you can share with others about embarking on this journey. I would say if, if I could achieve it, I'm sure so many businesses out there could do the same. And instead of um, hesitating when to start I think we just need to click on the website and start it today because I, I do agree with the other two speakers that BCOM is being a movement or a continuous commitment so you don't have to start perfect at the first place but you could actually learn from it and also redefining the purpose of the business I think that is a very important part of the sustainability. Thank you and, and Rob your top tip uh, please. 
almost go back to my my first point my my top tip would be find you know find the material sustainability consideration for your business find your niche i think trying to address everything it could be counterproductive find the areas you can make a difference find that niche find the things that are important for your business in your sector and then take action and and not to be scared i suppose well how do you combat that sense of like you know really getting going and, and trying to arm yourself with the knowledge because it it can be quite scary can't it taking those first steps yes yes i agree i i guess probably two things i'd say um you know firstly you know there's, there's there's no harm at all in starting with the simple things um we talked about changing energy supply we talked about installing energy efficient light bulbs there, there are simple steps that can be taken early on which will make a difference I'd, and secondly I, I would say there are there's plenty of help out there from companies like B Corp, people who can help you take those first steps and get, get you started on that journey. I think those key points of resilience keep coming in about, you know, how it, in terms of embarking on this journey, yes, it's going to be challenging. Yes, there are going to be obstacles, but actually getting going and starting it, it might actually end up being an easier path than not doing so. Because, of course, as you've all said, it's about aligning those values with your investors what is the biggest single change you think a business can make to quickly becoming more sustainable? So the biggest single change. Um, Sarah? The quickest thing I could think of is first to align with the team. I think being sustainable, it needs to be a group effort. So I think the first thing that we did is that we told our, our colleagues that we want to go for BCOP. And so let's review together and see what we want to do. So I think stakeholders, including your partners, your clients, collaborators, but your teams, is also an important component, is it? So I would say, talk to your team and see how they think. Yeah. And Rob, you know, the question is the biggest single change. I suppose there's quite a few, but if you can pinpoint on what you think a business needs to do to become more sustainable from the outset. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I actually like Sarah's point. I think it's a great one. Uh, get everybody involved. Um, mm -hmm. I, th I think one of the tips I might, I might say along the similar lines is, you know, a way of getting everybody motivated is to have some maybe more straightforward near-term targets that can be achieved. Some, there's some very, very long-term targets like decarbonisation might be 30 years away. There may be some other targets, some other things that can be done much, much shorter term. Yeah, they will be more motivational and get everybody on board and supporting what you're trying to achieve. Yeah, again, it's that vision, isn't it? That shared um, motivation, I think. James, your thoughts on the biggest single change a business can make? I would say that the biggest change is, is a change in mindset, essentially. A change in, in, in the mindset of what is a kind of a, a successful business or, or how do we define success in business? And it's not just about the one bottom line. It can be about what we call the triple bottom line of people, planet and profit. So once you change your mindset, once the leadership is, is really kind of bought into this idea of making commitments to the environment, to society and to engaging the employees, it means that all of these ideas for improvement around your social and environmental impact will come to the surface. And it won't just be a, a kind of a one-time thing where you map your, I don't know, your environmental, uh, your greenhouse gas emissions once, and then you kind of, then it's done. It's, it's going to be continuous improvement. And not only that, it's going to be, you know, it's going to lead to more kind of resilience, as I've said, but also more innovation. Yeah, and I think that's really important. How can small businesses join this important movement when they don't have the same resources, time, money, etc., and expertise available to them? 
so yeah that I was wondering how that might work for small businesses in terms of uh, not having the same resources uh Rob what do you think I I think it's I think it's a fair question um you know we are we are aware of that as HSBC and where it's actually actually a really good question for me to answer you know we're about to launch a tool in the UK for our uh, business banking clients it's a pilot of a, of a tool which uh, enables our business banking clients to go on there, answer some questions, and assess their own sustainability. And it gives them ways of understanding of sorry of improving that score through some actionable insights and, and content. So I think that's you know that's a way in which you know, businesses and large organisations like HSBC can help uh, address some of that lack of resource. Um, you know, I said earlier, I think there are third parties out, other third parties out there that could also help. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I understand the challenge, um, but hopefully, things like the two that I've just mentioned will, will will help bridge some of that gap. James, to you in terms of resources then for small businesses, because that's a key question, isn't it? You know, they might not have access to uh, big grand tools, especially when it comes to money and expertise to kind of really move forward in this. What's your advice for them? Yeah, I mean, what I would say is that, you know, as you say, it is a fair challenge and and, and small businesses are kind of, you know, you have people doing everything, you know, uh, there's there's never kind of a, a sustainability department that is that is kind of be kind of set just to this challenge. Um, what I would say, however, is that the B Corp movement around the world was was built on the back of SMEs, social enterprises, small businesses. and And so it really is something that can be done. And one of the great things and the, the the amazing kind of powerful things about small businesses is that they're agile and they're and, and if they set their minds to do something they can actually change it how do you best engage or involve your people to take the journey towards greater sustainability with you so what do you do if people are blocking it and how do you get people to come on board uh sarah um i think luckily we do not have people who really block the journey so when we when we told our teammates about um, what we want to achieve as a b corp and i think there are two things that we tried first we need to understand some people may not get too involved in the beginning so when we set up our plan we need to ensure there are tiny actionables that they could do it very conveniently very easy but it could give them some impact so it may take like half a year for them to experience oh i started even I started to wash my bottles so that I do not like I could recycle them. So as basic as this, it helps people to start changing their behavior gradually. So we need to allow time for this, um, I would say the people who want to block your way. But on the other hand, we need to empower those people who are so supportive in this movement. So we give them role in monitoring how, how the performance is. So they are the one who set up uh, the new agenda, the different strategies, and they are the one who review it. So I think this two groups of people are important. And I think it's very common in all organizations to have these two types. So we need to use different strategies to empower and then to encourage them. Good point. Uh, Rob, to you, what do, what advice could you give if there are blockers, mm. um, investors, for example, perhaps, and also within the organization, how to get people on board with a vision? Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe on the on the second one, Bobby, I can give a bit of experience from uh, from, from HSBC. We um, sure. we you know, we're a very large organisation. We've got uh, you know a small team working on sustainability and sustainable finance, and we we realised last year that you know we needed far more people across the organisation who were really 
uh, passionate and engaged on sustainability. So we uh, went out to our employees and asked them to join a network of ambassadors on sustainable finance. And we had an amazing response. We got uh, about 300 responses of people who signed up to this network, giving up their own time. To Sarah's point, you know, we've empowered them, you know, once they've had the right training and got the right learning to then go on and organize customer events uh, to speak to customers about sustainability uh, so that empowerment point is really is really important i think we also find as well when we're looking to attract talent um, sustainability is a really important part of you know, uh, what what young, young people are thinking when they're joining an organization so you know having that network in place has been you know a, a really positive way for us to get out the message more widely across the the organization empowerment was a empowerment and training were a really important part of that we are running out of time very very quickly but i'm just wondering if i can put this last question to you all and briefly if you can almost in just a few words what should the governments be doing in terms of promoting more sustainable ways of doing business across the board what one word would you say that they could be doing that they're maybe not doing so much now uh, sarah i think big big in hong kong is really not dominant I believe it's going to a new to be a new movement. So um, I hope the government could actually help promoting and align more incentives um, for different businesses. And because we need a okay. wide range of businesses to join, so that it could be a collaborative effort. Rob, so so I I, I think one thing we hear from businesses when we ask them is that for some. Uh, changes that are required there's not yet the business model there to support it so i think government support in certain sectors uh, would be in certain sectors and businesses would be would be helpful great and james um here in the uk i think changing business legislation to level the playing field so that all businesses have to think about the environment society as, as well as their shareholders and their profits james sarah and rob thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and stories with us it's been really interesting and uh, really i hope that everybody watching this today has enjoyed the session and you've managed to take away some thoughts in terms of actions and inspiration on how you and your business can capitalize on sustainability and of course the all-important green recovery this has been a special production of our inspiring progressive business mini-series. There will be more episodes focusing on a number of different topics such as starting your green journey, being cyber resilient and how having a purpose-led mindset could benefit your business. Please listen out for those. Thank you for joining us for HSBC Talks Business. To learn more about anything you heard today, please visit business.hsbc.com.